Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host Justin Baker and I here with you once again. It's it's been a minute, but you know, so goes the fact that there's no, literally just no news for the National Hockey League right now, and hopefully that is but a distant memory when uh, when all this is said and done and we get to complete the 2019-2020 season. But until then, we finalize our top 10 all-time players from every team across the National Hockey League, and we finish it out with none other than the Calgary Flames. Justin, hi. Hey, hey, talk about a way to... Uh no pun intended, flame out the series. I mean, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Take him, out, is, take him out back. Uh, this is what happens when I'm in quarantine for too long. The dad jokes start rolling. And- yeah, apparently. Um, well, I'd, uh, you know, there's, I, I think this list was one of the most challenging to make because there's so many good players that have played for the Calgary Flames and so many players that have spent a good amount of time with the organization and I mean put up some monster points for this team you know there's a lot of times where we'd see one you know a team with eh, yeah that guy has maybe three four hundred goals and then there's a few guys with over a hundred and then it kind of flames out whereas and that wasn't even a pen an intended pun <laughs> uh, the flames just have so many they've got 14 players with over 150 goals for their organization. Uh, and they have six players with over 500 points. I mean, 14 guys, basically almost almost 16 guys with, with 400 points. Uh, just tremendous players through the years. And really, this organization has only been around for less than 40 years. So for a, for a team to have this kind of I guess a resume over the course of that time uh, is speaks volumes. They they draft well. They do have some interesting trades that I think could come up during the course of this uh, this podcast. But one other thing that I wanted to point out was that they have eight players who averaged over a point per game in their Calgary Flames history. All only one of the only two of them played less than two hundred games. So a lot of them played a ton of games. Uh, and there's quite a few players who were over 0.9, 14 guys over 0.9 points per game. So just some crazy good players that have come through this team. Only one Stanley Cup to show for it, but uh, they certainly have managed, at least on an individual level, to produce some great players. Oh, and by the way, one of those players averaging more than a point per game uh, average is not their all-time scoring player. So uh, just so many, so many good good players here. But uh, shall we go to your just missed list? Yeah, might as well. I, I'll say, I mean, honestly, a lot of the guys on my just missed list, you could throw in like eight, nine, or 10 on mostly anybody else's list. And, you know, I, I look at the guys on my list, like five through 10, and you could swap them out either way. So this is, this was quite a fun list to put together, but just missing, I've got um, a current player who I think will be the future captain of this franchise and uh, leader going forward. That's Matthew Kachuk. Okay, um, all right. A little recency bias. <laughs> yeah, a little recency. <laughs> I 
but then I've also got a couple guys like Doug Gilmore and Joe Mullen on my list as well. Although Matthew Kachuk already the 30th all-time scorer for the Calgary Flames. So Yeah, he's he's been great he's so far. So I'm sorry, who's your other player that was on? Uh, Doug Gilmore and Joe Mullen. Okay, I also had Doug Gilmore and Joe Mullen on my all-time list. I also... Or on sorry, on my just missed. I also just missed a goaltender with quite a few wins for this franchise, and that is Mike Vernon. So. Yes, yeah, I thought about throwing him on here too, but a uh, little short tenure with this franchise, and yeah, five hundred and twenty-seven games, pretty short. <laughs> short yeah. tenure, five hundred and twenty-seven <laughs> games. Now, I mean, his most significant season of course he you know he goes and he wins the stanley cup with the red wings and uh that's really where he ended up i guess i guess that the the playoffs in 96 97 he win the con did he win the con smith that year yeah he won the con smith yeah. but it's funny because he was actually the backup for the regular season yes. but was just brought in because of uh i don't want to say chris osgood's inability but i think scotty bowman wanted more of a veteran guy back there for the team to rely on Pretty amazing. He goes and has in thirty three games. He's thirteen and eleven with an eight nine nine save percentage and two four three goals against average. Then in the playoffs, in twenty games, he goes sixteen and four, a one seven six goals against average and a nine two seven save percentage. And he only yeah. had one shutout in those twenty <laughs> games. So I mean, it, yeah, he uh, he wasn't Talk about a, flipping it. Right, right, yeah. He, but he, I mean, he had he had. A, he did win the Stanley Cup with them in uh, in 88-89 for the Flames, another year where he, you know, he obviously he won the cup, the only year that they they had a Stanley Cup winner. And uh, in those in that year, he was 37 and 6. Disgusting. That's that's <laughs> unbelievable. The year before that, he won 39 games and lost 16, but the fact 37 and 6 is outside this world, but uh yeah, I think he, he just misses the list because there's just so many good skaters ahead of him. And, uh, yeah, I think I think he very easily could slide into this uh, into this, this bottom half of the list. Uh, but I just think there's maybe some other guys did some some more impressive things. I don't know. He could be number 10. I'm really starting to starting to consider now. Should Mike Vernon be in my top 10? I just, like, talked to myself. <laughs> into thinking that he should be there. But anyways, that's that's where he he fell just outside. We'll say he's number 11. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's go to your number 10 then. Number 10 for me, the current captain of this team, Mark Giordano. Okay, Mark Giordano. I have uh, Giordano a, a tidbit higher. but Yeah, I you know what? I've never been a huge fan of his, um, but he's always kind of flown under the radar for me as far as the defenseman goes. Um, his production has always been pretty, pretty steady, 40-ish points for most of his career when he's, you know, uh, stayed healthy and played most of the season. That's obviously been the one caveat for him is he, he does have trouble staying healthy for a lot of, you know, a lot of his career. You don't see, you know, I think half the seasons he's played for this franchise, he hasn't finished full season. He's mostly played 60 games, but, uh, you know, when healthy, he's been pretty dominant, obviously. You know, uh, not this current season, but the season before capturing the Norris Trophy, which uh, there's not too many guys on this franchise that can say they had that piece of hardware. So um, pretty nice little season, uh, 74 points in 78 games, but a uh, great leader inside and outside this locker room. And 
a big part of this team for sure. Yeah, I don't know if the injuries have really been that big of a, a hampering. He had a couple years where he played 64 and 61 games. Uh, I mean, other and then and then another 61 game season. Uh, er, I guess early on. He had a little bit more injury problems, uh, and lately, okay, all right, maybe. Yeah, and this it. season too, he was <laughs> injured. So, but ne- I mean, nevertheless, he he does. I mean, yeah, he uh, he didn't stay healthy at times, but then there's other seasons where he goes 82, 81, 82, 78, four years in a row, and that's for the last five years. Uh, so yeah, which isn't too bad. He kind of had a little stretch, but it's funny because the lockout year, he played forty-seven of forty-eight games. So it kind of in the, in the midst of a of a four season stretch where he played around sixty games. Other than that lockout year, he had just to play all the games, of course. And the two years prior to that, he played a full eighty two as well. So uh, I guess maybe just a little more unlucky. I don't know if I'd say that he's like injury prone necessarily, but I mean Mark, Mark Giordano does have the most games played as a Calgary Flames defenseman. So that's uh, something to. Definitely a respectable number, and I, I really I think that he is, in terms of Calgary Flames defenseman, I, I'm putting him as the second best all-time Calgary Flames defenseman. So that's okay. That's where he pops up in my list. And my uh, my number ten is a guy who actually is the points per game leader for this franchise, and that is Kent Nilsson. Kent Nilsson in 345 games had 469 points for this team, a 1.359 points per game. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he, he kind of kind of was in an interesting position with this Flames team. He was there early on uh, when this team wasn't necessarily, you know, they went on one nice run. His in his uh, his rookie year, he was actually there with the Atlanta Flames as well. Uh, they just they only made it out of the the first round twice with him there, uh, but his point totals he put up. I'm including the Atlanta Flames in here because you know I guess they should be actually. He had 93 points in 80 games with the Atlanta Flames. So when you consider that season with the Flames, that also bumps him up in all time scoring as well to over 500 points. Uh, but then he has 131 points in 80 games, uh, 49 goal season. Also has another 46 goal season and 104 points. Uh, manages to put up 99 points in 77 games in 84, 85. So uh, early years for the Calgary Flames, he makes things happen, uh, and was just yeah a, a dynamic goal scorer. I mean, and you can't any guy who's who's getting you. Uh, 40 goals a year. I mean, even the year he only played 41 games, he had 55 points and 26 goals. So this guy was just a goal scorer. They're hard to come by. And so he is my number 10. Yeah, that's uh, you can't argue with that. That's why he comes in at number nine for me. Uh, obviously having the best season for a Calgary Flames player ever in terms of production at 131 points in 80-81. Beautiful. Well, not not too far behind. Uh, okay, so who's your number? Or sorry, my number nine is uh, a guy currently on the team, one of my two current Calgary Flames that made the list, and that is Johnny Goudreau. 
with uh, wow my number eight (laughs) all right 445 points in 464 games he's just shy of a point per game and uh doing it all with only 100 penalty minutes in his 464 games so that's an impressive stat as well uh the fact that he stays out of the box on a on a regular basis you know he's only he barely barely ever is in the box Probably should be a like a Lady Bing candidate every single year. Uh, granted, I don't know if he has the strength to pull down anyone because he's only five foot one. But I was gonna say, a, little guys don't get a lot of penalty minutes because they're not elbowing and they can't target many heads either. <laughs> gosh, uh, yeah, and the, I mean the other side too is that I think he probably gets a little bit of love from a referee. Uh, Although there there is a Calgary Flames player later on my list that uh, has almost fourteen hundred penalty minutes, and he was about the same height as Johnny Gaudreau too. So, um, okay, well, let's go to your number eight. Yeah, like I said, number eight's Johnny Hockey for oh, me. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah, you know what? Just to kind of add on, I do think though, when you look at guys, um, like a lot of people love to give a lot of you know props to Sean Monahan and what he's able to do for this franchise. Uh, you know, I. I think Sean Monahan's a fine center. I don't think he's a, a number one for sure. But when I when Johnny Hockey came into the league, man, you just saw you know Monahan's production just start to go you know up 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 because of this guy. And you know when you talk about line drivers, right? There's guys like Panarin and Kane on the wing that are line drivers. Uh, you know this guy Johnny Hockey. He, to me, he's right a notch below these guys in terms of a winger who can really drive production. Okay. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, Johnny or uh, Sean Monahan. I think he he has an opportunity, maybe, to be on this list someday. Uh, if he mm-hmm. if he's here, you know, if he just doesn't leave, I mean, he's already at five hundred and forty one games played, uh, four hundred and eleven points. So he's thirteenth all time in Flames scoring, uh, which you know give give him three more years, and he he's going to be pretty darn close to the top five. Sure. You know, if he puts up 60 points a year for three years, uh, he would be almost, yeah, he would be in the top five. Uh, so, I mean, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he could be there. Um, but in terms of talent level, comparatively speaking to some of these guys that are in the top five, uh, it just it's tough to, <laughs> tough to compare Monahan to them. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number... Eight Number eight is is a guy who uh, who made your list a little earlier and uh, or a little later, I guess, uh, and that is the seventh all time scorer for the Calgary Flames. That is Mark Giordano. So, all right. I know we we already talked a little bit about Mark Giordano, but uh, I I do think the one thing about Giordano that kind of I guess separates him from. Uh, from some of these other guys. The reason I have him a little higher ahead is he did win a Norris trophy. He's also been in the top 10 Norris trophy voting several times throughout his career, but winning that Norris trophy, he was in the top 10 for heart trophy voting as well, uh, in 2018, 19. And, uh, it just had a, for, for a modern day defenseman to have over 70 points, you had a phenomenal year. Um, and he's always been kind of in that conversation about one of the top defensemen. Uh, I 
I'd say that the guy's a little bit lower than him. Like Johnny Goudreau, I don't think we're talking about him as one of like a top five best wingers in the league. I don't think that he's there. He's a great winger. He may be in the top 15, the top 20, but I I don't think that I'm putting him in my top five for wingers. Whereas Mark Giordano, there's been certain years where, I mean, obviously he was the at least top three defenseman in 2018-19, uh, winning the Norris Trophy, but uh, there has been many a year where he is the most important player on this team, and for all the years that Goudreau has been there, he's had Mark Giordano on the back end. So I, I think Giordano is, in terms of this team post salary cap, which is Giordano's, I guess, not technically his, he only played seven, seven games in the 20, 2005, six season, but uh, he's been there since the salary cap came into place and has only played for the Calgary flames. That's, that's impressive. 893 games. And I think he will continue playing there for until his body allows him. <laughs> we'll see how long that is, but, so he's uh, he's at number eight for me. Okay. Respect it. Can't argue with it. All right, let's go number seven. Number seven, speaking of defensemen, I've got Gary Sutter at number seven for me, the uh, the second all-time in terms of point production for defensemen for this franchise, the 85-86 Calder winner, and, of course, 89 Stanley Cup winner. Um, man, this guy, you want to talk about a, a, a team with two offensive juggernauts back on defense? I mean, the Flames in the late 80s, mid-80s, they had, you know, Gary Sutter and Al McKinnis, and boy, those guys, the production they were putting up was ridiculous. And, um, you know, unfortunately, no Norris trophies for, for Gary Sutter. I think uh, he, he was, was kind of robbed. Top top three in 87-88. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the two guys in front of him, you know, you, you look at uh, <clears throat> Scott Stevens and Ray Bork, I think, you know, uh, kind of, I mean, honestly, I you know, you look at the offensive production, it was better. His offensive zone starts, I think, were much more prominent than the other two guys, but which maybe kind of hurt his chances a little bit. But, um, you know, I think with Al McKennis back there on the back end as well, I, I think you look at a guy like Ray Bork, who who was it for Boston, and same with Scott Stevens, whereas Calgary had two guys, and I think maybe that hurt his, hurt his voting a little bit. But, yeah, maybe should have got the Norris there. But either way, I mean – 91 points in 75 games for any season, even in the 80s, is fantastic production for a defenseman. And, uh, you know, you look at his, his numbers throughout his career, Calgary, I mean, 564 points in 617 games, almost a point per game for a defenseman. Ridiculous. Yeah, the guy took some shots, too. I mean, he had, he had a 258 shot, 263, 211, 216. Like, the guy just shot the puck from... Brett Burns I mean, of his day. <laughs> yes, yeah. You don't see defensemen taking an average of four or five shots a game. That's right. uh, I guess I guess three three shots a game, three plus. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Gary Sutter didn't make my list. Definitely could be on the list. Uh, there's just so many damn good forwards on this team, uh, and and other defensemen too that I I thought more deserving of this list. I guess he could be on the the just missed for me as well, but. Yeah, Gary Sutter doesn't make my list. I have another Gary on my list who will come in at number six, but uh, my number seven is the captain of the 1989 Stanley Cup champion Calgary Flames. And uh, that is 
The 14th all-time scorer for this team, Lanny McDonald. Okay, coming in at number six for me, actually. Oh, okay, all right. And he is also the fifth all-time goal scorer for this franchise, 215 goals in in just 492 games. So guy knew how to score some goals, and he was uh, a very elderly gentleman by the time they won the Stanley (laughs) Cup. I, I mean, I guess he wasn't. He wasn't that old, but he was. Uh, let's see, he's born in nineteen. I mean, he's born in nineteen fifty-three. So they win the Stanley Cup when he's what thirty. He was thirty-five. <laughs> Thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah. And and he retires after that year. They go. They win the cup, and he retires. So, with the best mustache in hockey. And that's the other side of it. Is that we'll we'll just say the best facial hair of all time in in National Hockey League history. I yeah, don't know I if think you find a more prominent facial hair to ever be seen yeah the only guy i honestly have ever put close to to lanny in terms of facial hair is george peros you know peros peros uh our current nhl supplemental discipline guy and uh yeah just that facial hair was just phenomenal yeah and and the difference is is that lanny mcdonald was actually a good hockey player (laughs) george peros He was a good fighter, and that's yeah, about all yeah, I got. I give, I give you that. I give you that. All right. Uh, so you, okay, so your number six is Lanny McDonald. Uh, my number six is the other Gary to play for this uh, this Calgary Flames team, and that is Gary Roberts. Uh, oh, okay. I I think that that name. See, the thing about Gary Roberts that you gotta know is that he had so many he had a ton of injury issues uh he battled through them he had he had a 53 goal season in 91 92 uh he won the he won the masterton trophy in 95 96 because he's of course coming back and battling through all these these injuries uh in terms of the all-time list gary roberts is fourth all-time in goals 257 He's sixth all-time in points at 505. Uh, and I I think because of these injuries, he, he didn't win the kind of awards that they were they would have hoped. I mean, he was their first-round pick in 84. Uh, obviously, he is by no means any kind of bust or anything like that, but uh, his injuries definitely stopped him from maybe becoming the player that they had hoped that he would be. Uh he does win the Stanley Cup with them, of course, in uh, in '89, and he he goes in 22 games. He's got his 12 points, uh, but Gary Roberts was just a different kind of guy. I mean, the he put up big points. Obviously, he's top six in in points all time. 1,736 penalty minutes, good for second all time with this team. The guy fought. He was. They're powerful. Like he is, he was their Matthew Kachuk of the 80s and 90s, early 90s. Um, I think that he brought so much more to the table than just the his point totals. And so for that reason, and uh, and I think if you you listen to guys talk about Gary Roberts and that 89 Cup winning team. He was a huge part of it. Guys loved playing with him. He had such heart and tenacity. And really, I mean, you look at that entire Flames team that won the Cup in 89, Lanny McDonald, 
and some other names that will appear later in this list. That team, there, there's few teams in the last 30 years with more heart than that 89 Flames team. Like, heart combined with skill. Uh, that that was a uh, that was a great team, and I, I think they could have won more Stanley Cups if it weren't for the uh, the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> but uh, they only get their one cup. But Gary Roberts is my number six. Okay, yeah, love it. Didn't make my list unfortunately, but uh, yeah, can't can't argue with you putting him on your list because that guy is a, a hard soul. Time score for this franchise doesn't make the list. So. No, no, unfortunately not. And I think maybe maybe got a little love for you because he's a, he's a former Maple Leaf too. I did watch him play for the Leafs. That is true. But yeah, uh, I think I think that you uh, you all yeah. It's one of those. It's it's hard sometimes because statistics are all we have of these, like the guys that played in the eighties and the nineties. Would you know unless you happen to watch which I didn't watch him when he was with the Flames in the 80s I just know what I've seen in documentaries and stuff right <laughs> and so it's uh of course maybe some more anecdotal evidence as to why he should be higher but he I believe that Gary Roberts should definitely be on this list but uh he comes in at number six all right all right we've beaten Gary Roberts to death uh number five let's move wow. on to that top five yeah top five for me uh the only goaltender to make my list and that is the franchise leader in terms of wins, shutouts, uh, goals against, save percentage, and that is Mika Kippersoff. Um, yeah, the Kipper. They got him. Yeah, you got him from the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. No, actually, the San Jose Sharks. Or San Jose Sharks. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For it's funny, a second round pick for a guy who, I mean, honestly, you look at the goalie market, right? And we we talk about this past trade deadline and the one before, for example. Right, a second round pick would have got you a starting goaltender, right? Almost, I mean, you look at, you know, what Vegas gave up to get Robin Lehner, I mean, a, a starter, and it was barely that. And, um, you know, for a guy who came over from San Jose and only had played, um, I mean, literally 45 ish games and, and got a second round. And only round. won 14 of them. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, not a lot to, uh, to really go off of except for just maybe we think this guy's going to be good and uh you know maybe what you saw when he was you know a little bit younger but um but comes in and has a pretty decent season i mean in 38 games in 0304 gets 24 wins so and a 933 save percentage so a decent season 933 <laughs> a 169 goal oh. against average he's second but, in vesna trophy fourth in heart trophy voting i know crazy but then how is it that how up, is he fourth in heart trophy voting but he's on the fourth all-star team. Yeah, I don't get that one what? at all. Was there three goalies ahead of him in the Hart Trophy voting that year? Uh, <laughs> what is happening? And yeah. Then, of course, the following year, he wins the Vezina, the Jennings, first all-star team, and he's the third guy in the Hart Trophy voting. Yeah, seven straight seasons of 35 wins or more. Just ridiculous. I mean, this guy was was the goaltender for the Flames, and he was phenomenal uh, ultimately, you know, leaving the NHL at 36 and, uh, you know, the franchise, I guess, kind of going a little downhill afterwards, not the, the franchise they used to be, but, and he had a, he had a good run with this franchise. And of course, winning the Vesna got top 10 on, you know, four different other or five different other occasions. So after that, so yeah, I'm good. shocked that he's only at your, uh, at number five. Um, uh, I have him significantly higher 
but we'll we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I, I I do want to hear about why he's he's lower, but I think it'll help to hear who's ahead of him. Uh, so with with that, I'll, I'll I'll toss out my number five. My number five okay. is a a uh, a guy who well, he goes and wins the Stanley Cup with this Calgary Flames team. Spends his first uh, eight seasons, nine seasons with the Flames, and that is Joe Newendike, future Hall of Fame player. Uh, yeah, what I mean, what can you say about the the '88 Calder Trophy winner? Uh, and always up for the, you know, people had him up for the Lady Bing, and he was he was just kind of seen as that leader in the locker room at all times. Um, of course, he goes. He wins the Conn Smythe with the Dallas Stars uh, when they win the Cup in '99. So he's got two two Stanley Cups, uh, ten years apart. And then he also who did he who else did he win the Cup? Oh, with New Jersey. That's right. And then he wins the Cup with New Jersey in uh, <laughs> 2003. So um, yeah, not too shabby. Kind of known as that that ultimate leader type of player, but certainly had some. Early in his career, I mean, his first two years in the league, he had scored 51 goals. Uh, he had a career best 95 points in 89-90. So, I mean, he knew how to rip him. In, in the first four seasons of his career, he had almost 200 goals. So yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good start. He he kind of like yeah he just continues to score goals. Um, and then just kind of adjusts and becomes in the, la- the latter part of his career, kind of pulls a, like a Mark Messier kind of deal, continues putting up 40, 50 points and scoring 20 goals and is just contributes in so many ways, actually came over. And another guy at the twilight of his career that comes over to the Leafs. And I was back when the <laughs> Leafs were trading for everyone who is the end of their career that would eventually become a Hall of Fame player. And... Uh, you know they'd spend the last year with the Leafs. So, oh, uh, so yeah, Joe Newendike makes my top five. Yeah, he uh, he comes in at number four for me, just ahead of Kippersoff. Um, just because for me, when I look at Kippersoff production, I, while it was phenomenal, there were a couple years where you know he dipped and kind of went up and down a little bit. But uh, well, so goes for, the position, though. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But for me, I just. I look at what this guy was in terms of just bursting into the league, and he was phenomenal throughout his entire career with this franchise. There was really, I mean, outside of, you know, the 91-92 season, there was really no dip in terms of his production. He was always just right there at the top, close to a point per game every season. And, you know, we talked about it, the goal scoring was just phenomenal. I mean, this guy ended up finishing uh, through 577 games, 311 goals scored and i mean he's the all-time goal leader um you know in terms of uh i'm sorry (coughs) right behind a guy by the name of uh you know a couple well i'll just say two guys later on my list he's just right behind them but uh third all-time score certainly deserves to be in the top five i'd say yeah so for me he just comes in at number four okay my number four is the second all-time score in terms of goals and in terms of points for this team. And that is the other little guy to make my list. That is Theo Fleury. Okay. Number three on my list. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that the difference here is that I'm putting Kiprasov in Kiprasov is my three. So yep, I've got kind of three figured that. Kiprasov Fleury at four new at five. I mean, 
Kiprasov is above and beyond the best goaltender to ever play for this team. And, uh, well, they did not have the type of... Of course, they didn't win a Stanley Cup. They, I mean, they very well could have. You know, they lose in in seven games in to the Tampa Bay Lightning in, in 2004 uh, when that team went on their run. So, that, I mean, they were a game away from winning a Stanley Cup. It could have gone either way. Uh, I, I think, for my money... He when when you're talking the best player at his position, I just think that he. I mean, Theo Fleury, another right winger. I've got a right winger ahead of him as a better right winger on the Calgary Flames. Whereas Mika Kiprasov is the best goaltender to ever play for the Calgary Flames, and the only two players I have ahead of him are other players that were the best at at their position as well. Uh, but I, I would say Joe Newendike's probably the best center to ever play for the the calgary flames so there yeah there is that yeah i won't argue with that i mean it that argument's kind of kind of hard for me to make just because i mean obviously i do have a, a love for the goaltenders but That's you know I'm when surprised you he's not higher on your list because well i mean, I mean like, ultimately you look at him and i mean he was the reason that they went to the stanley cup finals <laughs> so oh sure yeah there's i mean there's no doubt about it he was you know a big part of you know their success in 0304 just just falling one game short but uh, you know you look at uh you know uh, some of his his season numbers and the 906 903 906 you know i mean there was there were some ups and downs for that franchise and uh you know unfortunately i think the hardware kind of kind of hurt that they couldn't get that that elusive cup that maybe uh, a couple guys ahead of them did but when you talk about like guys that are best at their position i you kind of got to take a step back because like, you know, we look at the franchise we just talked about last time, the Arizona coyotes, uh, the goaltender best at their position, you know, maybe you're not going to put in your top five. So, um, you know, again, uh, it's subjective. I get it. But, uh, for me, just Kippersoft just didn't do enough in terms of consistent production, I guess. He was in the top five Vesna four years in a row. (laughs) He won the Vesna. He was in the top three, three years in a row. I know, but I just I look at those save percentage and those goals against and the teams that he played for, and I just you know it's uh, you look at especially the big stat is goals saved above average, right? And um, you know you look at those years where the numbers dipped and and his goals saved above the average were were pretty bad, and so to me I I, I just it put him down a, a couple pegs because I look at the guys ahead of him again, they consistently put up great numbers and. And it just, I, it just made it harder for me to justify, I guess. I don't know. All right. Uh, okay, well, uh, let's go into the top two. Uh, top two. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you and I are probably going to have the same guy here, but it's whether or not it's in the same order. Yeah, I think we're going to be in the same order, but let's try it. <laughs> yeah, I actually, you know what, I, I, I wrestled with this one quite a bit because I wanted to put my guy at number two at number one, but... I mean, when you look at what it is to be a Calgary Flame and, uh, you know, I, I think of, you know, the grit this guy had at number one and just he leads every statistical category outside of assists. And, you know, again, Jerome McGinley, number one for me and number two, Al McInnes. Yeah, I, I think the difference is that, I mean, Jerome McGinley scored f- over 500 goals for just for this team, over 1,000 points. I mean, it's it's hard to when you're so far ahead and he was the captain for so long and uh, I I mean, Al McInnes is phenomenal. Uh, don't get me wrong. He probably should have won more trophies than uh, 
than he really did. Uh, granted, Jerome McGinley, there's something about, I think, Calgary being where it is, being in the West, you don't get as much uh, notoriety maybe. Uh, Al McKinnis has his one Norris trophy, but it's not with this team. It's with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, I believe Al McKinnis was on both of our St. Louis Blues list as well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, for the Flame, I mean, you look, he's first All-Star, first All-Star, second All-Star, second All-Star. He did win the Conn Smythe Trophy in 89 when they won the Stanley Cup. I mean, for a defenseman, a defenseman, he had 31 points in 22 games. <laughs> yeah. And four, had, four game-winning goals. Out of his seven goals, four of them were game-winning goals. Yeah. So he it, won it a ridiculous. series for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's well put. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, he's he's a Hall of Famer. He's a seven-time All-Star, not all with the Calgary Flames, but uh, he certainly is the best defenseman to ever play for this team. Uh, but when you look at trophies for Jerome McGinley, you go from McKinnis playing in a league with 20 teams to McGinley playing in a league with 30 teams. He's a four-time All-Star. He won the Pearson in 0102. He wins the Art Ross in 0102, and he was a two-time Maurice Richard Trophy winner uh, in 0102 and 0304. So I, I think when you consider that, he truly was probably the best goal scorer in the league for a three or four four year period until Alexander Ovechkin comes in. Like yeah. Like late night or uh, early 2000s, he's the best goal scorer and he's a power forward. Um, it was kind of like him and Ilya Kovalchuk. And who would you rather have, Aginla or Kovalchuk? It's not even a question. <laughs> and, right. uh, and, and the fact that not only did he have those thoughts, I mean, he in his total career, I mean, he goes on and he has, of course, 1,300 points, 625 goals. So uh, he continued to produce after leaving kind of in his twilight he was still able to score some goals uh but i I just al mckinnis though it's 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 sort of a toss-up in terms of their entire career i mean al mckinnis had almost 1300 points as well (laughs) 1274 (laughs) points so uh yeah it's uh go ahead take either one of those guys in their prime and you're probably gonna have a pretty darn good team yeah, you know, it's it's crazy to me. We we look at one of the numbers that I love to peek at for defensemen is time on ice. And unfortunately, they didn't really keep track of that prior to the 98 season. Um, and you look at Al McGinnis, right? When he was 35 years old, he played on an average of 29 minutes a game for the St. Louis Blues wow. at that age. Wow. And even crazier, during the Blues run in 98-99, 13 games in the playoffs, he averaged 35 minutes a game. Oh, baby. I wonder if they had some... Uh crazy overtime games or something. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. But but it makes me wonder, like, as dominant as he was for Calgary, like, how many... I wonder what his average ice time would have been with that franchise. Easy 30 minutes, I'm sure, a night. Yeah, especially when you're younger. I mean, he's putting up those kind yeah. of numbers when he's into his late 30s. That's that's crazy. Well, there is our top five... Or top ten. Top ten. It, it was our <laughs> top five, but also our top ten Calgary Flames of all time. You can let us know what you thought of our list you can find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. And uh, until the next time, we have to figure out where we're, we're, our, our next lists as we, you know, as the the uh, season continues to be up in the air and we'll figure out what we're doing long term. But uh, I think we're going to start ranking 
doing some rankings by country. So like Team Canada, Team USA, Russia, Finland, Sweden, Czech Republic, all those. Uh, so look forward to those. Uh, if there's any other lists, anything that you, you'd love for us to, to cover a little more in depth, let us know. Uh, and uh, we will be back with you very soon. Continue to stay safe during the uh, if you're if you're currently on some sort of lockdown and we will talk to you very soon.